So it's like coaching is about me seeing the game from a different view. And you know, I like to, you know, I like to go with the ocean. It's like me sitting in that high chair and I'm a lifeguard. I don't have to be swimming. But I bet you, bet you by golly why I can swim. Because if your butt starts drowning, I can come out there and grab you. And if I see a shark, I can tell you move. I can tell you get out the way if I see a fin. What's great, family? Before we get into this episode, I need you to head over to Patreon and search for Motivation Central. Look, I'm going to give you a month free just to get, get your feel of exactly what we're doing here, what goes beyond this podcast. Look, family, we invest a lot of time, a lot of energy into this, and we would love to be able to build further with you. So take the time, go over to Patreon, Motivation Central. Hi, right, family. Peace. Hey, it was great, family, and welcome to another edition of the Paul Series Podcast. I know you hear me, you probably like, dang, what happened to my bro voice? But don't even worry about that, because I'm alive and I got a pulse. And what you need to understand is, no matter if it's the holiday season or not, you still got to go get it, because you living in and you breathing. So if you're still in that food coma, you tripping. Because guess what? I'm eating over here, and I'm going to continue to eat over here, and we're going to continue to eat over here, and yeah, we don't talk about food on the plate. We talk about life. So let's get it in. Let's go, let's go. Uh, he got the Coach Carter feel this morning. Right, right, right. You're ready. You're ready. <laughs> welcome, welcome, everyone. My name is Franklin Jennings. That gentleman there, of course, is Timon Brown. And we have Michael Maestro Turner. Welcome, yep. welcome. Let's go, fellas. How y'all doing, man? I know I will. Tomorrow, I know you're a little under the weather, so I know how you're doing on that side of it. But yeah. how y'all doing, man? Good, man. Good. Timon still got gas in the tank, bro. Always. Oh, that's obvious. That was, <laughs> that was never a doubt. But uh, yeah, we gonna man. post behind the scenes for y'all, cause man, we we get we went straight wax deep. Yeah, went, and went in, and uh, it was yeah. like we always, was waiting on. Yeah, it always happens, man. It always happens. We be like, hold on, hold on, we got we got to get into the podcast because that's right there. We got so much of that that we could just piece together. Man, Frank, I, I definitely want to touch on that social media part again. And uh, that TikTok part because uh, uh, after we talk about uh, tomorrow and then Cali Bowl, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, we're gonna get into all of that. But you said you got a one got to go first, right? Yeah, man, I got a light little one's got to go. Bring it, brother, bring it on. All right, so check this out. The (laughs) one's got to go, right? This we we know the rules, we know the guidelines, right? If this is something you've never had, if it goes, you've never had to experience. All right, so we got Wi-Fi, <laughs> Wi-Fi, <laughs> streaming services, online shopping, and the navigation system. Oh, the navigation system got to stay. That's off top. <laughs> off top, me moving to Charlotte? Oh, no, sure, bruh. Bruh. Yeah, that's damn. So let's see. Uh, navigation. Wi-Fi. What else? Streaming services. Yeah, streaming services. And online. And streaming shopping. services considers what again? Like HBO Go or you know, Netflix. All Netflix. Yep, all of them. ESPN. Mm-hmm. Anything, sure. anything that you can, yeah, app for it or whatever. Mm. If we gotta choose, I gotta go with online shopping. 
as much as I do, I love it now, <laughs> but I could have, I could have went without it for real. I could have went without it. Like, I don't, I love me, me and Angie, we, we go get in the car and we go. Like, it's a reason, like, when she be on vacation or something or she not working, mm-hmm. we enjoy getting in the car for me to go cash my check. Like, like, and, and it's crazy because uh, a church I'm starting to play for is going to be cash deposit me. So it's just like not a reason to get out the house when we, you know what I'm saying? Like we mm-hmm. just together. It's like, eh. So it's like, is that I see what is slightly old school it, at least brings you together a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, well, let's go. Let's go get a haircut. Or let's go get a, you know, soon probably online haircuts. It's just, you know, the dude's arm come out the phone. and give you, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, Everything organic is going to be done done away with. I feel like in the next twenty years. So it's just like I do enjoy getting in the car and going to freaking Target. I do, so I can go without the online shop. The rest of that stuff got to stay. Wi Fi Wi Fi is even how I make my bread. Like we're talking about, like um, streaming, like um, doing my lives in the in the crib. Mm-hmm. We talking about also when I go to church. Sometimes I stream. You know the people that follow me. You right. know the so, uh, stroll official. So it's like, yeah, that's mine, fellas. What you what you think, Tamon? See, man, like the uh, the adventurer in me want to be like, yeah, man, cut that GPS off. <laughs> I, ain't I ain't stupid. <laughs> I lived in West Virginia for two years. I ain't stupid. You you, you cut that GPS off in the wrong place in West Virginia. End up down the mountain somewhere in the ditch. <laughs> no, nah. nah. we we gonna we gonna keep that GPS. Uh, that no joke, bro. And and that that Wi-Fi and took over the world. Over. So the the little rebel in me, like y'all, man, yo, cut the Wi-Fi. No, we not. We ain't gonna cut. I know it. I know it. <laughs> we gonna take advantage of that deal because a lot of people don't have their phones on right now, so they can use the Wi-Fi to get in contact mm-hmm. with. Wi-Fi made some stuff easy. Um. So uh, I'm gonna have to agree with Stro, man. I'm gonna have to go with that that online shopping because when you're streaming, you could be anywhere with your phone and look at whatever you need to look at. Right. You yeah. Know? And so it's easy access. Like yeah, you could say YouTube is a streaming platform, and mm. yeah, and YouTube and just shifted the whole game. Mm. Right. And, and and even when I'm uh um I'm like yo, that's my calling card, bro. Like it's my not calling card, it's my business, business card. Yeah. Like um dude when when uh I I'm I'm now and who here's a quick this is a juicy tip for everybody who's upcoming. You're upcoming, you're a year in the game, you're the you're 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 six months in the game. I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to you experts out there critiquing us. Definitely not talking to you. Uh you you just started or you've been doing your thing, you feel like you're pretty good. You need to be flooding the market. That's the first thing CJ told me, who is the president of uh, ETA, Eric Thomason Associates. He was like, flood the market, bro. He's like, you only got four videos out there. You know what I'm saying? I need you to flood it. I need that when they find you, when they find you, not if, because mm-hmm. you're going to reach the right person's ear at some point if you're, if you're, if you're doing, if you're dope. They need to be feel like you're an undiscovered jewel. Right, and that's that's what I'm doing, man. Um, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's real. I know, I know, I can't do the streaming service, and also because, hey, man, when I like right now, I'm uh, in Richmond, Virginia, and uh, you know, I want to have my 
uh, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I want to have my Netflix so I can just like look at that, you know, in the bed or something. Like it ain't no TV I'm in the guest room, so it's like you know I could just literally put it up, pop it up on my laptop. Yeah, you know that that part, that's, man. That part. It. That's it, and yeah. that and that's where that's what I would go. I, I would go with the the online shopping joint because definitely need GPS because uh, yeah, you need it. Even if you, even if, even in your the city where you live, it'd be like, oh, where's that at again? You still need it for that. So, but, but the streaming services joint, like I, I forgot what I saw or where I saw it rather. But they basically they listed out like, say if you did, you know, it's this big thing about cutting the the cable cord. You know, everybody wanting to go more on the streaming side for like their television or you know whatever they use for for that type of entertainment, and. They put out like the prices of all of them and all of like not all of them, but the top ones, basically. And it was still less than a cable bill, like a whole cable package. Like if you had the Wi-Fi, the, the TV and I think the phone. But, you know, most people don't get the phone. They, they have it, but they probably really don't use it. But yeah. so it was like, man, it just makes sense. Like if you're really trying to go that route, you know, they they making it. So it's kind of like, yeah, it makes sense. And mm-hmm. like you said Wi-Fi is everywhere, you know, for us to be able to airdrop right next to each other you know huge stuff you know it happens like way quicker than just trying to send it another way like all those type of things just get enhanced because of or available rather because of wi-fi so it's like yeah yeah the the online shopping amazon is is the truth but yeah well i gotta advocate for online shopping right quick oh go go ahead I gotta say one thing about that, man. I live in I, I live in Richmond. I'm from Richmond. Right? I came back home. I've been up there in New York. I've been there in West Virginia and Charleston. You know, what I mean, I've been in North Carolina and stuff like that. All cool, and it's it's great, right? Mm-hmm. Only thing about the online shopping is like, oh, it, it's something that you you might want to keep around is the fact that if you're in a city and they don't have the exclusive stuff you desire to get. And you don't have access uh, to shopping. Yeah. You got to sit here and wait for one of your peoples from New York to say, oh, yeah, they got it. <laughs> and you got to send them some money so they can get what you need. And then they got to send that down in the package to you. Or you got to travel to these places. Right. We used to travel up point. there. That's a good point. So go get, the, go get the exclusive flays. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Air Force wants, wants for people from different regions. Yeah. 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 But we call them uptowns in New York, man. Right, right, right. Yeah, some people call them that down here. Uh-huh, yeah. And like, um, it was, it was another thing. I and that's what I said, uh, online shop because as great as it is, I still could have done without it. Like, I, I feel like I didn't. I, I could, I could go through life and not have experienced that, and still it'd be like, okay, cool. And something you know, else, man. something else might have came along. You know, like just like that example Timon gave. Something else probably would have came along that. Would have you know rectify that problem? Like, all right, yeah, we got it. The only way to move it is or get it is to, you know, physically have to get it. So they they probably been something. Well, you know what I like? I like that um that the post office has something that can come at it because now you know people are coming up their own delivery service because the post office is so doggone cocky. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, shout shout out to everybody that's making a grip off the post office, but no shout outs to the people who are total. Um, kind of jerks sounding like block behind the counter. Yeah, they're the total jerks behind the counter, dude. I just want to send this little, this little small thing that's no bigger than my hand. Tell me what I need to get, what package, run it, 
bro, it should be a good day. Mm-hmm. But you're going to these post office, man, and they acting like you asked them to cut up uh, a piece of wood from a tree. Like you asked them to split wood. Like you asked them to pick some cotton. And it's like, yo, your job ain't that bad, bro. Yeah. Like it's it's really yeah it's really it's the, the attitudes that's at the post yeah. office. I don't this and now I experienced this in multiple cities. So it's like yeah, it's it's pretty bad, bro. I mean, even ET was talking about you know cutting expenses and stuff, sending stuff because uh and and having somebody drive because they was going that way and they was making fun of them, they're laughing. But he was you know he's like yo they, they they act like it's so much work. Like you come in there with anything. That's bigger than you know, a couple pieces of paper and you mailing that or something like I don't know. It's just yeah. it's, it's the attitude thing is real and it's like Amazon coming up with their own joint, uh, Walmart and you know like everybody yeah. getting their own trucks and stuff and yep. it's like yo I like that yep. because they really doing too much and um one thing I don't know if people know that you know if 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 somebody is harassing you or something like that it's hard to deal with that because they protect it. I think they have a union or something. Yeah, or, they definitely have a union. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's hard. Like literally, um, one of my one of Angie's like one of her friends. Mm-hmm. She had a uh, uh, ex boyfriend that worked for the service was making her uncomfortable, and it took her like six months to get results. Now, what could have happened in six months had he been crazy though? Right. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We talk about opening her mail, looking at it, bro. We're not talking about no. I don't mean uncomfortable, like just looking in the house or, you know, drooling while you're passing by. We're talking about literally open up her mail. Her mail feels tampered with, and she knew that he knew, and he knew that she knew. So it was like, yeah, it's like it's like a straight uh, junkyard dog bully kind of thing going on with that, too. And so that's why, you know, like I said, I feel like they could be the next blockbuster. Uh, where we feel like it's always the ones that feel untouchable. Those the ones that go down. Yeah, but it's crazy because it's like so much, like you said, just just an Amazon or Walmart. All of them how they're already Amazon killing. Yeah, they like they already went. Amazon delivers every day of the week. So Amazon and the box office movies now, right? Killing. I mean, like saying it's it's yeah, that's crazy too. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I just couldn't understand it, but yeah, that I get that feel often when I'm up. If if I'm ever in this, like um, what I got to make sure I got exactly right because it, it is no corners i could cut because right. they're gonna check me on it like for real and it'd be something minor like oh you gotta go all the way back to the end of the line like, ah come on man mm-hmm. yeah that's wild oh, cool cool good stuff good stuff man look family that that segment was brought to you by motivation central the elite training center for your mind look go to patreon we've got our our site is up and ready for everything. hey look you search uh, Motivation Central. You will see it right. You'll you'll see where you can. There's different tiers where you can join in, or if you just want to support, you can do that. Um, there's there's a tier for that as well. But look, we that's where everything is going to be available. Um, you know, access to the podcast, links to different social media sites that we're all a part of, and look, everything is there. That's the hub. That's the Show hub. Support. Keep us going. Definitely. Definitely. All right. All right. Hey. Uh, what you what you got, Stro? You said something. I'll say I want to hear about this Cali. Yeah, I was bowl. about to say the, the Cali Bowl, man. That's something Timon you've been doing for a while now, man. And um, yes, sir. I can build off of that, man. What, what's what's that all about, and how's that going? Uh, well, Coach Benny 
Lee Callahan Jr. passed away April 17th, mm. uh, 2000 and, um, 2006. Right, I said peace. Excuse me, 2007, 2007. <clears throat> and um, when he passed away, he was 27. Mm. So um, I just turned 28. But uh, Coach Kelly passed away at 27 after a battle with cancer. Mm. Um, he mm. was my JV football coach. Uh, when I first got into Henrico High School, I got into Henrico in 06. I played one season for him. And then we lost them in April. Um, so I lost them in that same year that I met them, um, as far as football year, because I didn't actually get to have a whole year of knowing the man uh, before he actually passed away. And um, I can actually credit, uh, like, my my calm demeanor in, in, in many cases comes from my interaction with Coach Cali. Mm. He made a great impact on a lot of young men. That's fine. That, of course, was there before us. Um, but we was that last group that he had before he died. So gotcha. um, it's an interesting thing because we got there in September. We lost him in April. And me and my brother are the ones that actually wanted to keep his name alive at Henrico High School. Fire. And um, <laughs> so we were. We were the youngest, basically, when we started this. Yeah. Um, so we decided, <clears throat> we decided back in, what is this, this 2019? Mm -hmm. So we decided back in 2011 that we was going to have, like, a little game or whatnot to honor Coach Cali. Um, and we knew people celebrated holidays, so we was like, oh, yeah, we're going to have it on Thanksgiving. So we tell everybody to come out, let's, 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 you know, fellowship, let's play ball together, um, Coach Cali, remember his name. Um, That's fire. He was a great individual. Um, in our first year when we did it, we didn't even expect it to be that big, but we had so many people come out. Um, but it's like just regular football game, backyard, that we had like we had two teams and the sidelines was full. Like, and we just didn't realize that the magnitude was going to be that huge because – at this time, we had just turned 20. <laughs> mm. So we the youngins, basically, still. And we got – I'm talking about we got former NFL guys that came out. Yeah. We got uh, guys that graduated 10 uh, – anywhere between one to 10 years before us and came out. Right. So we was like, dang, you know. And what we did now, uh, we just had the eighth Cali Bowl on this past Thanksgiving. Uh so it's been a blessing to see that we went from being 20 to 28, and now we the big dogs bringing out cats that's still in high school, and they honoring Coach Cali, and they ain't never heard of them. Right. That's dope. So, um, it's just been a huge thing, man, because as I always tell them, we just had 68 people sign up um, for this Cali Bowl, and we probably had – six or seven other people that didn't sign up still come through. And we probably was missing maybe a total of five to six people. Uh, but overall, we had 60-plus people out there. And it was 60-plus black men out there. Yeah. And I'm talking, like, in one location, in one spot. Ain't no rah-rah going on. There's no nonsense going on. 
we all came together to honor the people that we lost, remember the people that's here. You know what I mean? It was it's all about celebrating life at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So we point out the people we lost, but we also honor each other by coming together, mm-hmm. doing something together, and having a brotherhood and having fellowship and knowing like, yo, it's love on this side. You know what I mean? And even though it's it's always been a lot of Henrico alumni that come out, we've now had Highland Springs guys come out, Verina, at Lee, Thomas Jefferson, Armstrong, like. We ain't had everybody come out. We ain't had it. We got a cat that came that's from Florida that played in the CFL, former NFL guys, people that went to Temple University to play ball. Dope. We we got guys coming out from numerous places and experiences. So um, <laughs> it's just amazing to see the growth, and we that's just true. work keeping that going because ultimately it's about us literally working together. Like, mm-hmm. of course, we, of course we still – have that drive of of love of the game, bro. And feel, you know, but it's always the reminder, like, don't you ever forget that we are coming together to show and prove that we can honor each other. Period. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's really about. That's fire, bro. Appreciate it. You, you know, you know what, Frank? Yeah. What yeah. I feel like I want to do. Um, he very thoroughly explained that. Yeah. I want to give people a live coaching session just dropped on me as he was talking because you know the coach in me is listening to everything he's saying Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay but i was like you know what let me show people and this is like a shameless plug for motivation central and patreon but let's show them how it works so uh right now everybody's listening when i listen to somebody that i coach talk I'm listening to everything they're saying, first of all, and I'm not listening to respond. I'm listening to understand. Mm. Number two, uh, my thing is I'm all, I'm always a businessman when, when I'm sleeping, so I'm thinking about those things. So whether these answers to the questions are yay or nay, it doesn't matter. I just want you to see how the, the power of how we hold each other accountable. Now, Frank Timon... You know, we coach each other, but how it will work if you were co- getting coached by me or getting coached by, you know, Timon, whatever. Like, this is how it goes. So, um, here we go, y'all. Y'all ready? Let's get it. All right. So, anyway, Timon, first thing I heard uh, when when you were talking about what you were doing, have you contacted his family? Does his family, do they, do they know about this? Yes. It's um. It's uh, cause he was married and he has, uh, two daughters. So awesome, awesome. Came out to um, I believe one or two of them, and um, Billy is actually uh his cousin through marriage, and so Billy's wife was there. We actually got her, um, on the this was the eighth. We got her on the sixth Cali Bowl, talking about what we're doing. Like we got a little interview with her. So (laughs) she's Coach Cali's cousin, like blood. Cousin, like they, he's not, he's not Benny to them. He's, I ain't even gonna put his nickname out there, like you know what I mean. So, um, we got her on the interview as well from the mm-hmm. city. Mm-hmm. So y'all, y'all, so so okay. Before before we get to that, um, uh, so have you contacted and like the hashtag NBC hashtag ABC underneath your post because. That is a dope cause. It's in right. the East End where a lot they love to talk about the bad stuff. So have you have you contacted 
you know, the Greg mm-hmm. McQuaid's of the world, you know? No, sir. I have not did that. That's okay. That's cool. Uh, so, so definitely do that. Uh, that because that's more attention that need that the attention that's much needed to it. Right. And I um uh have you contacted Pam Mines, being that she always on the news with her autism movement, JP Jumpers, and have you said to her, you know, how did you, you know, can you help me with this Cali Bowl like, um, which is you know, help is a bad word for us strong black men. Uh, you know, that's a strong word, but can you help me with, with, with get get some attention to this um, you know, this bowl? No, because I actually um I um first let me say this. No, that's a straightforward answer. Just no. Cool, cool, cool. I, I want to make sure it's clear. I didn't even have in mind to contact Pam Mines. So exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, now, y'all y'all hear this. Now, it's not about him knowing or not. This, so this this is the thing with coaching. Coaching ain't about blame. Right. <laughs> and so, like, people scared to death of coaching <laughs> because they scared to get on the call with me and they feel like I'm going to kill them or I'm going to roast them or they're going to be embarrassed because they didn't file the taxes or whatever. Like, yo, that's, yo, the credit score suck, whatever. Like, don't got no money to invest anything. Like, yo, it don't matter. What matters is you know now. Right. I'm bringing something to your attention that you can see. Because every time you go left, Paul Pierce stealing the ball from you. It's told my age. Every time <laughs> you go to the left. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> every time you go to the left, Kyrie Irving takes the ball from you. You don't know that it's every time you go to your left. But the coach watches from the sideline, and he easily sees that when you go to the right, he never... So you weak on your left dribble. You weak on your moves to the left. So we got to work on that. And you telling me how sweet you are and how many points you make. Like I care. You see what I'm saying? So it's like coaching is about me seeing the game from a different view. And, you know, I like to, you know, I like to go with the ocean. It's like me sitting in that high chair and I'm a lifeguard. I don't have to be swimming. But I bet you, bet you by golly, why I can swim. Because if your butt starts drowning, I can come out there and grab you. And if I see a shark, I can tell you move. I can tell you get out the way. If I see a fin, you can't see the fin from where you at. That's the point of coaching. And so, and, and the part about Pam Mines, what we call that, everybody, is called asset management. Asset management is a term I use at Lynch. Uh, I learned at Lynchburg College, which I think is now Lynchburg University. Uh, we took a course on um, faith-based community engagement. Mm-hmm. The only part that was faith-based was the uh, was that they invited ministers to take the course. It really wasn't faith-based. It was just strictly principles on how to uh, build and lead, simple, mm-hmm. and how to engage the community. Like how to not offend them, how to not talk down to them, how to connect and all of that. So like, like, you know, all of that. So anyway, we they did this whole section on asset management where they explained we actually had to write down all the people around us in family that could benefit us in whatever way. Then we had to write down all the people that were in business that could benefit us 
in any way. And you're listening, and you're just going to go out one ear and out the other. That's cool. Just let us get all the benefits from it. But if you, if you do care to upgrade yourself, I guarantee you need to sit down because you got a stroll in your phone. You got a Frank in your phone. You got a Timon in your phone. You, got, you, got, you may have a Pam Mines in your phone. You may have somebody who's, who's doing a fundraiser for, for people with uh, breast cancer. You got it in your phone. You just haven't even thought to make the connection because you've been going to school with them. They're your homegirl. They're your Uncle Charles. And yo, yo, you need to do some serious asset management and look at things for what it is and see how it can help you. And, uh, and another thing for all the selfish people out there, for all the people that are just making moves for themselves, you also need to assess what have you done for them. Right, right. So case in point, I'm not going to drop names. I have a friend that uh, that is a manager for some some key people in the industry has ties to to some 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 big uh, B listing artists and stuff um, and A listing gospel artists and I'm going to ask him for a favor. Why? Because I've done some things for him in the past and it was free of charge. And I'm about to cash in and I'm about to ask him a favor. Why? Because I've give, I've gave. So it's like give, give, give. You know what? Left hook. Is that what um, Gary B said? Oh, or jab, give, give, give. Jab, jab, jab. Right hook. Is that it? Yeah. So, so that's give. That's a uh, a symbolism a analogy for give, give, give. Ask for something. All right. So that should always be your model, and that's actually a, a biblical principle. So. Mm-hmm. Just give, and then it, people will have no problems giving. And the people that do, those are the people you reposition, and you put them on the outside of your inner circle. Right. So, yeah. so that that that's that's what coaching is about. It's not about somebody helping you get rich. It's not something about somebody um, uh, taking all the weight off your shoulders or making you feel good. That's not what it's about. Coaching is simply. About focusing on your weaknesses, about um, focusing on uh, what didn't you do, uh, what could have you done better, um, asking questions. Coaches, um, my coaching is different. I will tell you what to do if I know if I know you need to do it. But traditional coaching, you do not. You ask questions simply. You ask questions. You just say, you know, uh, did you think about going to the news tomorrow? When I said that. That's a question, but I'm driving somewhere. And I want him to figure it out instead of me saying, why didn't you go to the news? See, that's what your mom tells right, you. Right, right, right. See what I'm saying? That's what your wife tells you. That's what your husband tells you. They get on your nerves. Yeah. That's what your best friend or your, or your or not your best friend. No, normally our best friends with people who call their friends. They don't tell them nothing because they, they, they're not really their friends. But that's what your your annoying step uh, stepsister says, or your aunt says. You know, why ain't you called the news? You know, what I'm saying? they're saying in a, in a in a talking down to you way. Coaching is simply asking questions to get you to figure it out. If you figure it out, not only does it it make you feel better, it gives you a sense of empowerment, and it it, has, it gives you a sense of control. All right, right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I want to add add into that. Yeah. Um, from the aspect of the person being coached. Yeah, yeah. No, my voice crazy. Um, from being coached, y'all, y'all got to understand, if you are being coached, you cannot 
or I ain't gonna say you cannot because you could do what you do. But don't go into being coached with this um this like this overbearing pride or ego. Oh my god. You know, don't don't go into it that way because you may not benefit after you ask somebody to coach you, right? Right. right. But then you go into it with an overbearing sense of pride and ego about what you do or who you are. Mm-hmm. Your your pride or your ego, or let's point out another thing, your insecurities, right, is going to be exposed. It is, and you're going to be in a place where somebody's correcting you or giving you guidance or talking to you and it leads you right. But if you're not willing to be led, then you're not willing to be coached. If you're not willing to be uh, redirected, then you're not willing to be coached. And I'm not saying that the coach is always going to be like 100% correct, right? Right. But if you're not working with your coach for that person to do what they do well because you sought out their services, then you're not going to benefit because ultimately the coach asks you questions for you to find the answer for yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. And you also have your coach for you to then – Speak with the coach about what you found or what you're thinking, and then the coach allows and helps you dig deeper into your thoughts. But right. that, that's a give or take, right? But if we only in here trying to take from the coach, yeah, we're not giving anything, right? Then we won't actually get to the places we desire to be, right? Right. So the example that just happened when when Stro says, "Did you, you know? Have you thought about you know hashtag NBC CNN?" <clears throat> Now, if I want to sit here and try to be perceived as a know-it-all, I'm going to say, of course, yeah, yeah, bro, I definitely, da, da, da. And now, in the midst of me saying that, I got to go search and be like, oh, let me put that hashtag on the post. Or, you know, no, like, right. bro, it's, it's not about that. I don't have to know it all. Being right. coached is not about knowing it all. I'm I'm getting coached so I can get access to more with more knowledge, more understanding. Two brains is better than one. Three brains is better than one. Yeah, yeah. Like he gonna see stuff that I just don't see, and he definitely gonna see stuff because he wasn't out there on at the Cali Bowl, right? Exactly. I'm, I'm stressing over what what we got to do right for the Cali Bowl. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Looks yeah. to him like you know what? I know you just did that event, but I'm telling you, yeah, bro, you might have missed some stuff, right? Because I'm not seeing it from where he's at and from his positioning. And if you're going to be coach, you got to understand that people mm-hmm. that you see in another position, they're not here to, to point blame or point out, oh, you you slacking or you lacking. No, I'm pointing out some things that, hey, you're doing great right there. Now, let's add this to it so we can really right. elevate. Second thing, <clears throat> when he asked about paying minds, the reason why I was like, <clears throat> let me say just no straight up first, because some people that's getting coached again, Going to this defense mechanism. Yeah, the butts come. Right. Oh no, but uh, like yeah, bro. But yeah, that butt come, boy. That's when the defense starts up. See what had happened was like, bro. No, I did not. I didn't even think about it, and I want to make sure it's clear that you understand that that didn't even go through my mind. So you could be like, oh, okay. Now mind you, she's a fan of Tamo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why the first thing that came to my mind was fan mind. Appreciate. See, and I appreciate that because that's. That's like that's news for me, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's um encouraging for me because now I could be like, yo, Miss Mines, you know what I mean? Yeah, straight up. Yeah. And I could go talk to her because I've talked to her before, but it just didn't even process through my mind, like, yo, Miss Mines is killing the game and she know how 
to get the news and the people yep. to understand what she's doing. And now Stroh's pointed that out. So now it's like a blinker goes off like that. <laughs> okay, back. Let's go hit up Miss Mines next time. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, not even next time. Let's hit her up now so we can get guidance now for the next time. Mm-hmm. You know, and when the event come, let's even ask Miss Pam Mines to be a part of it. Exactly. Like, there you the go. That happens. So, there you go. And, bro, let me tell you something. I approach the conversation like, hey, not, hey, Pam, how did you do the the, the NBC? Or how do you, you know, or, or do you have any connections you can share with me to get me some, some attention to it? It would be, how can we work together? Don't you have that event you do? Didn't Stroh play for your event in November? Hey, I, I need to be spitting something at that next one. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying, bro? Yeah, yeah. Give, give, give. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it is, bro. Like, she she's always doing something, man, or planning something. She's definitely doing that event next year. And you, you definitely need to be on that ticket, bro. She had people doing spoken word. I, I used to speak at the joint. Yeah. I you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And that's something, too, like, you know, y'all, for people to pay attention to as well. Like, you know, we say give, 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 but make sure you also have something to give. Like, it's legit <laughs> something to give. For that to be considered, break wax and meat. You know what I mean? It's got to be currency. <laughs> Somehow there's got to be actual currency that you're given. Not that was a passive know. slap in the face. Hey, <laughs> you just you just uppercut You went from you skipped the jab in the uppercut. No. Make sure you have something to give. That's real. Oh, bro, you sound like you from North Carolina, brother. <laughs> That's the way, bro. It be some backhanded comments that be coming. Like it be smooth, bro. It be real smooth. House passive aggressive people are in Charlotte. Yeah. Now I'm talking about people from Charlotte, not people that's, that came into Charlotte. Right. Angie said <laughs> that the way the numbers is over fifty people, about fifty some people move to Charlotte every single day. Wow. The statistics say. Lord, wow, yeah, bro. baby Atlanta. I was about to say that's yeah, we're in trouble, bro. Yeah, it's another, yeah, yeah. but yeah, that, that's real, though. That's real. Like, I mean, that's that's what a coaching session would be is, is the thinking about all the variables and this that, that conversation. There's a lot to pull out, um, uh, from that. So, I just wanted to drop that in there as well. Sheesh, hold up. I want y'all to don't miss that. Please don't miss that because the way Frank just dropped that on y'all, <clears throat> mm. it was real smooth, right? It won't like <laughs> outside of that. He won't do nothing. He gave it to you real smooth. He said, "Look, make sure if you're gonna actually give something, you got something to give." <laughs> I'm gonna need y'all to rest on that for a minute because even if we're in positions where we already gave before, mm. it does not mean we're giving the next person the right thing. Mm-hmm. So why you thinking? Oh well, hey man, you know, I did this with Strowing them. I did this with Frank. Let me go here and talk to Miss Pam, and I'm gonna do this too. Nah, nah, brother, it might not work that way. Right. So perfect example when they ask for the canned food, you give them the canned lima beans that you ain't gonna eat. <laughs> Come on, bro. Can you at least give them some beets? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't don't give away the sardines. Nobody wants your sardines. Come on, man. Yeah, you know, people give their least when it's time for them to give. That's Dude, it. We yep. blessed. We blessed the JP Jumpers, bro. Every, every time yes. I spoke there, I spoke there like I spoke for um, for corporate. Yep. Like like we was doing, you know what I'm saying, a uh, conference, man. We, That's we, everywhere, we, though. That's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. 
it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. But yeah, that's it. Give you speaking back. of the guy that's connected who I'm about to cash in on a uh favor, you know, we 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 uh man, I'm talking about we super blessed him. You know what I'm saying? And it didn't cost him little or nothing. Right. Matter of fact, we didn't even charge him for what we did for him musically back in the day. We we did this oh yeah, and we did this like seven, eight years ago, y'all. Mm. So it's not premeditated. It's not like I'm giving with an intent to ask for something. That's no, it's big. just part of what I do. That's big. So this is right like there. eight years ago. Yeah. But big. he he in his mind, he'd probably be like, Hey bro, yo, let me know. Whatever you need. We didn't charge him to actually play for him. We just asked him to pay for the travel in the hotel. That was it. Right. Yeah. Hey, bro. <clears throat> hey, Stro, it's yeah. the difference between something being a part of your character and then something that you're just using. Yeah. Stro said give, give, give. Yeah. Right. So I literally right. need to give three times. And then, oh, you totally missed it. You totally missed it, bro. Right. right. Totally missed it. That's even with like Gary V. Like people like they get caught up on they him. calculating it. Yeah, they he's a they get caught up on him being this business like mogul, right? Yeah, they, they're like they're missing the fact that Gary V. is being himself. Yep. Yeah. And then he's breaking it down for you, for you to understand. For how you to understand, it. yeah. But he's not literally counting. Right. Mm. If CEO, if a CEO friend of his is coming into town. He's going to probably have a box of cigars and uh, some, you know, some flowers, roses, whatever. I don't know, but he's not like, okay. And I want to ask him if he has a connection to Jeff Bezos or Mark Cuban. Like, that's not how he's thinking. He's literally just going to sprinkle him with uh, hospitality because that's what he should be doing. And that's what he will want somebody to treat him. So he's treating people the way he would want to be treated. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, it's just people, you got to understand the whole thing. When it's time for you to cash in on something, you will be able to because you have deposited something into this relationship. Right. If I'm constantly making deposits into a relationship, there's no problem with saying, like, like Frank has no problem asking me, yo, Stroke, can you video for the baby shower? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't do it because I had a, a scheduled gig. That I had to do that was scheduled way before they decided to do the baby shop. Yeah. But he had no problem cashing in with Timon. Why? Because he's made deposits. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just like, it's it's simple. It's simple. Yeah, man. Yeah. And you ain't hit me with that footage, man. Um, You know, I could put together something, Frank. I don't know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. I still got footage myself, though. So I got to. <laughs> yeah. Send it to me, bro. Yeah. 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 So oh, I can yeah. put something yeah. together for Instagram or something, you know? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you got that. Man. Let's get, uh, let's finish up this Panama, man. Yeah, man. Finish that that experience, man. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, uh, if, ladies and gentlemen that are listening, the Panama is where I. Where we went, it was what we talked about in that that last episode, and uh, where I was, especially when I was talking to, to McMullen, uh, I was actually in Panama then, mm-hmm. and uh, I told y'all about the good and sweet, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we went on the boat rides and all that stuff. But I want to talk about a little bit of the bad and ugly too, you know what I'm saying? I want to talk about, um, you know, and we're not gonna stay on it because we're not gonna dwell on it. Uh, and we're just gonna talk about everything, of course. So you know. What was what was disappointing was that it's true. The most disappointing part about 
me going to Panama was that, you know, um, man, I, I don't want to be too negative. But, you know, you, you are black everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. It is, they, 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 they have, um, they as in they, meaning my parents or my grandma or, you know, the, the, the black guy down the street that's 80 years old and he's uh, reverse racist. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he, he hates all white people, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the OGs, you know, the people you grew up around, they always tell you certain things, you know. And it was sadly true. It was sadly true. Uh, I remember we took a, we took a, this was our day off. I think a Wednesday was our day off. Tuesday, Monday, we did an excursion. Tuesday, we didn't do an excursion. Wednesday, we did do an excursion. Yeah, so Tuesday, I think we went to the mall or something. What was it, Thursday? Tuesday or Thursday was a day. Tuesday and Thursday was a day off to do whatever we wanted to do. Everything else, Angie had it planned all out. So I know one of those days, Tuesday or Thursday, we went to the mall. And we were at a mall, and we talking about it was... What I know now is the most beautiful thing in the world. We were a black family. Even though her mom and, you know, is from Panama, her dad's from Guyana, um, her, she's from uh, um, her sister, they, they all, you know, they, but they know that you're American. Matter of fact, uh, after dinner one night, um, we all decided to take an Uber back home. Her parents left. They went on to the room with um, some family members that they met up with. And me, Angie, and uh, Edith Joyce was walking down uh, the street. And uh, a cop, like, uh, like uh, he was security in front of a building. He wasn't a cop, but he was security in front of a building. He said, Americano. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all he said. He ain't bother us. He ain't do nothing. He just said Americano. He was holding on to his little, little Teflon vest, and he was just looking at us. And he didn't laugh or nothing. He just said Americano. Like, I could smell it on y'all. Like y'all, y'all not from here, you know what I'm saying? So we're walking through this mall, and we're at the mall. And I have a picture of on my, uh, I think it was on my story, but uh, you know I got my you know fedora hat on that I got from the Panama Canal, and we'll talk about that too. But uh, it was just the looks you got was almost like uh, of China. That uh, I have friends that have been to Hong Kong, I have friends that have been to China. They said, you know um, that. They said that, and this is their words, anybody that's Asian listening to this, this is no offense to you. It's just, this is a truth that Black people have. This is a truth. It may not be absolute, but it is a truth. They feel like we're like, uh, they have a, Asians have a fascination with Black people because they don't see them. Hmm. I mean, let's just, just, just run a quick little small example. Timon, when the last time you had a friend or anybody in your phone book that was black tell you, hey man, just got back from Taiwan. Okay. Frank, when's the last time anybody ever said, Oh yeah, just got back from Hong Kong, man? Just had to have some nice uh rice and you know, some uh, yeah. Exactly. Okay. So 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 I know people that have went um uh, because they went there on business and they said, you know, they just talk about how people want to take pictures with them and they thought it was because, you know, I'm talking about these are motivational, this is a motivational speaker. They didn't know. They come to find out that they were just taking, because somebody else was in the camp was not p- popular. 
and they were getting asked to take a picture with. And at that point, it's a little disrespectful. Tourists are walking up to random black, this group of black people saying, hey, can I take a picture with you? Wow. Yeah. It's a little disrespectful. And it makes you feel weird. It does. It makes you feel weird. Um, I have a very strong back. I have a very strong uh, demeanor. So, you know, uh, but it's, it is sad um, where people are just looking at you like, wow, y'all see that? Ladies and gentlemen, if you look to your right, there is a real black family. And guess what? They're not divorced. Mm. That's how you felt. You felt like you were part of a museum exhibit. So uh, that part was 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 uh, uh, was was pretty 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 real. It was a very real eye opener. That uh, I think y'all know the term I want to say, but I'm a Negro everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. And um, Jay Z said, you know, black, white, rich. Poor, you still a Negro, mm-hmm. and they will remind you. And so, just you know, have your wits about you when you travel, y'all, because I would love it if you represented us well. Uh, anybody that's black that's listening to this, anybody that's of uh, uh, any minority that's listening, represent your people well when you travel. Uh, I'm very, very. I didn't let it change me. I didn't let it change. I didn't be nasty back if anybody was a little nasty or. Didn't want to, you know, whatever. I like, I'm like, I'm making my people look good, you know. Now, when somebody look me in the eyes, you already know what stroke gonna do. I'm looking you right back in your eyes. I ain't looking away. I ain't looking down. No sir, boss. <laughs> stroke ain't tap dancing for you, but I will show show you love and the utmost respect. You know, um, we spoke the language as much as we could, as much as we could, and it was dope. Um, one one incident we had at the Panama Canal. We're at the Panama Canal. Uh, it was fire. We saw this IMAX film, Morgan Freeman, The Eternal One. He did it. And um, y'all caught that? <laughs> the, uh, the Eternal One did the, did the voiceover. And I learned a lot. And the whole time, I'm, you know, don't judge me, but the whole time I'm just like, hmm. How much contraband is coming through this canal? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, yo, I do it. it. Took off like it took off a, like a day of traveling by boat on the trip. I, I you know, and so you know, as we've, um, you know, the only thing they they mentioned it for two point five seconds. Oh yeah, we and and they they police the drugs. You know, um, uh, some so so many uh, millions worth of you know coke, heroin, whatever was seized. And and it shows five guys being locked up. Oh, Hulk, come on! You're locked <laughs> up, James, at the water cooler. You want me to believe? You want me to believe that no senator or governor's tied to that? You you telling me that no president is involved in that? You're telling me that no agency is involved in that? You locked up five small time paper bag boys. <laughs> Even Marley laughed at that. Right. Uh, hey, bro, I, I left that at that. But we de- we definitely had a conversation about that. Y'all still can hear me? My phone did something weird. Yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, we definitely had a conversation that it is a lot of action coming through that battle walker now, brother. <laughs> it is a lot. And I'm pretty sure 
you know, like I said, it's people from Panama who work there and everything. I'm pretty sure everything is running copacetic, if you know what I mean. All the hands agrees and palms, um, you know. And it's more like, it, I don't think it's necessarily, you know, meaning to, like, to do it. It's like, hey, you don't look at this 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 boat. Y'all don't really look through this one. Right. I need you to just turn the other way. You have plausible deniability. You know, it's that kind of situation. Yeah. Uh, next thing, uh, we, we leave the IMAX film. Uh, that's just my thoughts, y'all. So we leave, we, we go outside, um, we, we come, and um, a- Angie goes around the corner to get a, um, I don't know, coffee or something. And I'm walking up the steps, and, um, you know, I'm filming everything. I'm catching moments, trying to, you know, make sure I have stuff straight. And I still got to put together another video from Panama. And the, this uh, lady, you know, she's, she's uh, Spanish, fair skin. She, uh, She's telling Angie that she didn't want to take her $100 bill. Now, let's bring out all of the the case. Let's bring out all of the particulars so that you can understand our frustration. Number one, we're at a tourist part, a huge tourist part of town. Number two, there has to be at least 100 hundreds that have came through here today. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, we're that we're 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 too smart for this. So her dad is a banker. Her dad is a manager. I won't say the bank because um you know we'll need those, they can pay for a plug, but he's a man a branch manager. So he he deals with money, understands money. So they try to do the you know speaking Spanish thing, and guess what? Miss Patrick came around the corner like our superhero. <laughs> and she laid their butts out in Spanish, laid them out. And uh, one of the so it, how, this is how it works. This is how it, it sucks. So you know, just like VCU hires that that company, um, not Altria. It's something something somewhere A, I think. And what they do is they hire they hire a company to hire people to run certain things. So. Me and Timon and, and uh, Frank, we have a conference. We don't hire people to run the Chick-fil-A stand or the... Uh, what we do, we hire a company and they hire the people, which means that if people have a problem or somebody's being racist, whatever, nobody can complain to Timon, Frank, and Stro. They got to complain to that company. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, we couldn't really, you know what I'm saying, really go in. But anyway, we um we walk over to the to the to to a the next stand, like the coffee stand, coffee like remember Andre, this thing looks like a you know, when you walk into a museum, you see like this little place where it looks like a mini Starbucks or something like that. And there's another one right beside and, and she's a manager and she's like, Look, I'm sorry, but that's a totally different company. I ain't got nothing to do with it, but you know, but she walks over to try to defuse it. And, she, and Ms. Patrick said she, the lady told her in Spanish real low. She was like, "You better fix this. They not dummies. Like these mm. ain't no dumb black folks. I don't know what you thought. These ain't no dumb black folks." And she speaks Spanish. Like you, you, you wilding right now. Mm-hmm. And so they, so this is what happened. And she walks up. She goes to pay for a meal, uh, for whatever she got, and she she hands her the, the, the hundred. She picks up the hundred, looks at it in the air, 
You know how that go. Mm -hmm. Then she took the marker and marked it and said, I don't want to take it. <laughs> and then Angie asked her, you know, the lady behind her, who was higher up than her, and I don't think she was a manager, but she, and, and she marks it again. And so now it's like, now these marks are supposed to go away, but we at this point felt the racism. So we decided to be total jerks. And guess what? When we when Miss P got over there, we made them give us change for that hundred. And as we're getting change for that hundred, my girl was normally Angie is not like this. She was so pissed. Mm. She said, "Now tell them." She told my mom to tell them. Now tell them you still took the hundred. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And you best believe Miss P did it. And Mr. P was, you know, that, now Mr. P is not like that. He's very, very <laughs> calm. And so yeah. he's like, don't do that. Don't do that. Right, and right. she did it. And I stood there. You know how I did. So I did have the floor at one moment. And I talked to the lady in, in America. And I said, I talked very slow. I know she didn't speak a lot of it. And I said, listen, it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. And I told her what the lady did. I'm leaving out one part. So this is what really sent us off. Well, it's what sent me off. And that's when, you know, it's a problem. So check this out, Timon. When we asked her to mark the bill, mm -hmm. and it's the manager of the first place, not the second place. The second, she diffused it. The first one. She comes over with the marker. And she looks down at the dollar bill. It's, it's laying on the counter. She takes the marker and 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 open her like extends her arm to us, and we all just looked at her. That's it. We just looked at her. Did, did you really come over here to defuse a situation, and you came over here and took the marker, and you want us to check the hundred dollar bill? <laughs> oh no, bruh. That bruh, that shit, bruh. <laughs> By that time, I'm smoking, bruh. <laughs> what? I'm smoking. She tried. She tried to hand. Now, mind you, it's four black people standing there, and we all ain't none of us small. Mm. Me, EJ, Angie. Angie's tall. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Patches is the smallest one. We're all standing there looking at her, just literally, just like. Imagine a movie, like you know what I'm saying. If, yeah. if you can picture five yeah. people looking at somebody like you have lost your forever loving mind. And then she 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 figured it out and she picked up the dollar bill and she tested it herself. And after all those marks she put on it, it was like it was like, well, um, was, was it? He said so. So when the other lady came over, she said, so we've established it's real. And Mr. Patrick, you know, was talking to English, and Miss Patrick was translating. And he said, you have to take this. You have to take it. It's real. And she said, yeah. She's like, uh, well, we just don't feel comfortable taking it. Well, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> you didn't say that. Yeah. You just said it was fake. Yeah. So what? So so we somebody someone explained to us and, and Miss Patrick family. This is what they explained to us. And it, 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 now, now. This is going to sound at first at face value like, you know, maybe we overreacted, but we didn't. We didn't. 
it was clear racism. But what, what to the to the cash the lady at the cash register, her defense. First of all, there's language barrier. Number two, they paid them straight up pennies to do it, to do these jobs. Mm. They're getting pennies. And so with these pennies to get it, guess what happens if somebody gives her a fake hundred dollar bill? Comes out of her pay. And she's already getting pennies. So that's what, why she didn't want to take the dollar bill. And at that point, I'm like, okay, we could have overreacted. But what really told the story was how the manager came over and handled it. Even when Miss Patrick came over there speaking Spanish, she talked up, she she handled it like, look, these just some Negroes, let's, let's, you know, whatever. It was that demeanor. And that's where you, that's where you, it wasn't about the initial not taking $100 bill. It was how it was handled. Had, had, had it been anybody else, Becky, Beth, it had been anybody else, it would have been a totally different story. And, and, and when she tried to hand us the marker, that was a clear racist move right there. That's almost like when people put the, put the money down the counter and slide it across. Like, I don't want to touch it the same time you touch it because your hand might touch my hand and your hand too black for that. So um, I was very disappointed in that part. I was very disappointed that um, because I'm going to tell you the truth, for the 85% part of me being there, I did not feel black. I did. When I was with the people, I didn't feel black. And when I say black, that doesn't mean I don't feel black. I'm not talking about power to the people, black lives matter. That's not what I'm saying. That kind of I mean I didn't feel like I was being stared at. I didn't feel like I was weird. I didn't feel like I was you know what I'm saying? I didn't feel mm-hmm. like I was like being racially profiled or stared at or nothing like that. Uh when I was with the people. When I say I'm with the people, I mean I'm in the hood. When I'm mm-hmm. in the rough parts. I'm good. When I was with the suburbs, uh, suburban people, when I was with the people that had a little money, um, well, we found out that in the mall that, you know, we didn't shop in those malls. We, we, even in, um, our Uber driver said, oh, y'all coming from the mall. Like he said in a certain way, we caught on to that. Like, oh, okay. Like, Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so it's you know, we're in a whole other country, different culture. So Five black people walking through this mall, mind you, I never saw five other black people walking together in this mall. So I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad. It's definitely a sight to see. If you saw five Native Americans walking together in the mall, you'd be like, what in the devil? (laughs) Are those five Native Americans two married? And three, then three, three walking with them, looking like their kids. Like, you know, I'm five Native American. I've never seen that. Let me tell you something. Mm. I would take. A, I would be rude. I would ask to take a picture with. Them. Mm. So that's why I understood where they were coming from. Right. I know that's a load, fellas, but y'all want to give y'all thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could not not put that on the podcast. Bro. Um. I could my, not not put it on. I couldn't. My first, my first uh, thought is, uh, so your 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 hundred dollar bill ended up looking like a had a zebra print on it. At, at yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> now I ain't gonna lie, I could see where the first marks they put on it. 
it started to disappear. You know, it's that <laughs> it's that marker where they check it and it's supposed to show up orange or something or yellow. Yeah, yeah. If it don't show, if it show green or something crazy, then it's, it's fake. So we already established. He said, so it's already established that it's real. So what's the problem? Mr. P was like, so what's the problem? You know, so. Oh, man. That's yeah, crazy. but but we would just say we just were super petty, sense, and we made them take the hundred dollar, and we made them give us five twenties straight up. It makes sense though. I mean, you know, it's it's like I mean, it's it's a different, it's still kind of a different time, you know, in different different. That's parts. another thing. Um, um, her her uncle said at dinner that Thursday night. He said, um, he said, man, he said, y'all, he said, uh, um, we uh, he said. And he said they're paying them pennies, and they are scared that that will get deducted from their paycheck. Yeah, and we felt a little, you know, compassion for her, but just a little. <laughs> Still didn't feel like we overreacted because we didn't. It yeah. was clear you're beneath us. And, oh, one one other thing we pointed to Mo have his his uh, say. Uh, this is the funny part. This is the part where I'm about to say some stuff that might disappoint some of my fans, but I did want to rock the socks off the cats that were racist, but they were just as black as me, but their hair wasn't coarse. Sucker, I'll knock your head clean off your neck. Let me tell you something, brother. Let me tell you something, brother. I'll buy you a plane ticket. We can come. We can come to America. I will show you how black you are. I will show you how black you are. We're going to speed down uh, Mechanicsville, and we're going to see how nice the cops treat your straight head. <laughs> oh, your straight head don't mean nothing. <laughs> I want, yo, let me, bruh, I'm getting hyped right now just thinking about that <laughs> joint, bro. Yeah. In, in Panama, the people with the straight hair, just straight hair, they're even better than you tomorrow. Be, they same color, bro, but mm. they got straight hair. They even feel like they're higher on the totem pole. I ain't never seen nothing like it, bro. Miss B was like, "Yep, Super welcome black. to Panama." She's like, Super "Welcome black. to Panama." And it's crazy because I know somebody listening and say, "Oh, I totally didn't have that experience." You wouldn't. You're not <laughs> black. Stop. Stop doing that. And I mean that. Stop doing that. Stop speaking up for an experience that yeah. is not yours. That's a good point. You know, and, and, and you know, shout out, shout out to LeBron. You know, uh, but I think the best thing was to just, you know, not say anything because you we can't speak to to the experience of the the. Um, the the Asian who was in China, the Chinese person in China, whatever, whatever, uh, you know, because it's not just Chinese people in China. It's, I'm pretty sure some Japanese people have moved to China. I'm pretty sure, sure that Koreans live in China. I'm, we're not going to say Chinese. I'm pretty sure some Asians in China that have an experience that we don't know nothing about. Mm-hmm. You don't hear black people talking about what it's like to be a Korean. You don't hear us doing, why? Do you feel like you can talk about black uh, uh, white privilege and it don't exist? You wouldn't know. A fish would not know it's in water. 
Mm-hmm. It's been in water since it was born. Right. But what knows in water until it's taken out? Most de- bro, and that's the only thing I wanted just to add to it. Yeah. Because I'm, as I'm listening to you talk, of course, you know, me and you here, me, you, Frank, we here, we understand it. Mm-hmm. But some people literally don't get They don't it. see it at all, bro. Yeah. Like, like the small things that black people got to recognize and go yep. through. Yep. Like, they just, it, it's, it's foreign to them. It, it really is. And the thing is, like, listen, y'all, we ain't on no blaming nobody, blaming the man. We gonna let me tell you, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a set up a table and put some fine china and eat in the presence of my enemies. That ain't, that ain't no question. We just want you to know it does exist, and it's very real, and it ain't went nowhere. In fact, it's worse now that the things that have transpired in the White House, and and in America, these these events that have transpired in the last four years. So, you need to understand that it does exist. You just don't experience it, but it does exist. And to you, Tyrone, who was, wasn't raised nowhere near the hood, and you haven't experienced it, stop saying that you don't see it. Right. Stop. Just go on Twitter and see it. That's how you see it. True. No, seriously, I have, I have, I have someone in my inner circle who's dating someone, and they, you know, literally watching, what's that show? Um, the one that we, and I still didn't finish, Forgive me, I couldn't finish it on Netflix. About the girls that got locked up. When they see us, when they see us, oh, yeah. we watched it with no no commentary, and, and you know, and it's like whoa, like you know, what I'm saying like like it, it was sickening to me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh well, I ain't never experienced that. But, well, that's terrible what happened to him. No, stop looking at it objectively. Right. Look, um, you know, oh, it was a subjectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you need to you need to look at it in a way that you that could have been you. You need right. to look at it in a in a way that of connection. When I saw the movie Harriet, oh my God. That's a whole nother podcast, brother. Harriet was so dope. Harriet Tubman was so dope. She was so dope. <laughs> I just gotta say Timon. She was so dope, bro. I can only imagine. Uh, you got you got to see it, man. So they did good. I, I was hearing mixed reviews about it. Okay, so the, I know. I'm pretty sure. I think I know where the mixed reviews come from. Yeah, we just leaving out the subject, y'all. Oh, yeah. Going going to Harriet. Um, because <laughs> I, I done did too much. I'm talking about um Harriet. They put funny moments in the movie to lighten up the mood, mm-hmm. but won't nothing funny. It's mm-hmm. like, yo, y'all, why did y'all feel like y'all need to lighten it up, up, up the mood for other other races? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. This is what happened. This is the way people talk. This is the way they dress. Like it was moments where, you know, it was it was something funny, and it like literally. While we were watching the movie, we watched it. Miss Patrick, uh, Angie, like we, we, you know, we watched the movie. And bruh, listen to me, y'all. There were white people in there laughing throughout the movie Mm. because they made it in such a way where there were. Once you put that one good funny moment in it, 
it now becomes Django. No disrespect mm-hmm. to Jamie. Right. But that was a satirical thing. Harriet Tubman, I had no impression from the first like 30 minutes of the movie that it was not, that I didn't think it was satirical in any fashion. And then all of a sudden it became satirical. Like it had a little, little funny moments, jokes, or, you know, he's, well, I've never seen that. You know what I'm saying? It was like, and then now, like, literally, white people are like, <laughs> and like, literally, right behind us, this, this is the worst part, which, you know, I had to really turn my, my cap. So, y'all be proud of Stro. There was a guy who came in with his, it, now, I, I could be assuming, y'all, this is just me using context clues. I may not be right. But to me, it looked like he came in with his daughter who was dating a black guy or either married to a black guy. And he had a Make America Great hat on. Mm. A red hat on. The Yeezy hookup. And he came in and he came in with his wife and his daughter with her black guy. And he, they sat together and they were, and they were laughing. Wow. You know, and it just, but the only reason why I didn't check them Mm-hmm. I, I promise you, if anybody knows me, they know I don't have no problem saying, look, y'all need to chill out. Yeah, I will stand up and say, it's nothing for me. I'll tell the whole movie then. It doesn't bother me. The thing, the reason why I didn't do it is because the movie literally did have funny moments where I wanted to laugh and it was like, whoa, this is not funny, dog. Right. We couldn't talk right because we weren't taught to talk. Mm-hmm. And who said that their version of talking was right anyway? Right, right. That was their version that they imposed on black folk. We spoke a totally different language, and they couldn't speak it at all. That's perspective to see who's who was who had the right language or not. Anyway, it just wasn't funny. So that's where the mixed reviews come from, Harry. When it comes to Harry, she was fire, bro. Gotcha. To the point where they shut down the place where she was coming off, like to take the train. Mm-hmm. That's why at first I was like, "Dog, I done went speaking, and tomorrow, no, that's my line." Harry walked. Oh, no yeah. Uber. They yeah. ain't have it. But Harry took the train <laughs> in the movie. I was like, "Oh, throw <laughs> you that messed up." So they showed at first it was a train. Then they shut that down. They caught, they caught on to it. They start calling this. They didn't know it was Harriet Tubman. They didn't know it was a lady. It, they, they, they just knew that that it was a person stealing slaves and helping taking people through this underground railroad that nobody knew what the underground railroad was or what, who was involved, whatever. So it was just, it was what it was. They, called, they named the person the Black Moses or something. I think it was Moses, yeah. So they didn't even know it was a man. And then here's the thing. They thought Harriet Tubman died, and I'm and and please stop if you haven't seen the movie. Stop saying I'm telling. You. I already know this from history. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, ain't that funny, Marley? Marley laughing. They supposed to know that they they supposed to be they supposed to be knowing that from the history class. You change schools if you haven't learned it. Um, so, uh, homeschool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, homeschool. homeschool. <laughs> talk to talk to grandpapa and tell him to tell you the truth. All right, so um, Harriet was um, had jumped off a bridge when she got cornered, and when she jumped off the bridge, she landed in the, in a river, and they thought she it was like surely she didn't survive that, and she survived it. 
she washed up on land and she went to freedom. So she would come back on the train dressed up really nice and she would talk like a free slave and have like papers and stuff. <laughs> and that's how she would free him. And she would sneak back to the plantations. So here's another thing. Um, when they shut that down, they had a big meeting and said, oh, well, it's over. She said, they said, you would have to walk so many miles, a hundred miles, whatever, something like that. And she said, she said, none of you have been actual slaves. You were born in Philly. You were born in New York. I've actually had a whip on my back. I've actually went without food. I've seen people starve. I've seen people's limbs cut off. I've seen people this, this, that, and that. She said, you think I came here to quit because it's too far? <laughs> Let me tell you. Negro, I almost ran, <laughs> almost did a lap around that dog on theater, dog. I almost did a lap around that theater. Yes, Marley. I almost did a lap around that theater. Harriet had me ready. I, I want, I needed an organ in there so I could shout. It was a little moment right there, a little church moment right there. She said, I ain't come this far. She said, we're going to quit because it's too far. She said, people dying every day, B. You know what I'm saying? Like, Harriet was lit. <laughs> she was lit, bro. She was lit and she was strong, bro. And she knew what she wanted and you weren't going to tell her otherwise. He said, how you going to do that? You can't walk. She said, don't you tell me what I can't do. Oh, oh, glory. Hallelujah. Hey. I was ready to go tomorrow. So she said, you gonna, I, I survived the river, falling into the river, jumping off a bridge to get away from slave catchers and survived that joint. The voice of God spoke to her, bro. She, she could be out and she could be with slaves. And she, 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 before she chooses a direction, there's multiple directions you can go, of course, because you're on land. You're not in the streets. You're walking through forests and stuff and all that. So she said, um, so she would drop down to her knees. And they'd be like, what is she doing? They coming. Like, they're on the trail. They're like, don't touch her, bro. She praying. Don't touch her, bro. God be talking to her, bro. I'm trying to tell you. Like, that's how they was talking. Like, well, don't touch her, bro. She opens her eyes and say, we can't go that way. And no joke, the way that they was about to go, they was waiting on them. Because somebody, somebody was tailing them. They had somebody that wasn't a slaver, but somebody who was really good at at, at uh, tracking. Right. They was following them. And, it, and guess what? A black guy. <laughs> he was trailing them. And he saw her pray, and he saw God talk to him and all that stuff. And so he goes, and he um, and he joins Harriet. Like he it. finally catches up to her and joins her and helps her. And that's how they freed the hundreds of slaves and all that stuff. Yeah, man. I got you. Yeah, man. Okay, okay, yeah. So, yeah, the mixed yeah. reviews part come from me is the, 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 the funny stuff. But other than that, it was fire. Got you. And it did, Tamon, did you have any thoughts about the, you know, my experience in Panama, bro? Hey, no, bro. That just my last thing is the fact that um, people just got to realize that you don't have to be another race to understand what people are going through. Um, I don't know what it is with humans when they like, well, let me experience this for myself to see if it's that bad. Like, mm. I, don't, I don't know what it is with us. 
about that. But if you are any other um, particular hue other than melanated, right? Um, believe us when we say that we are aware of all the simple nuances that uh, many other cultures don't even recognize. Um, we and it's it's not like we are forced like we we're not studying the nuances we're not like oh yeah let me see how they're going to treat me differently here like we're not studying these things this is stuff that we experience in our lives that over the time we just realize more and more how different it is um y'all y'all might see something like some extreme as in somebody um was uh you know maybe police brutality you might seen that on the news um, you'd like, oh man, that's so bad, and, and which it is. But what you don't recognize, or what you don't see, or understand is, we know the subtle nuances when we're walking into a door and somebody doesn't want to hold the door for us, or mm-hmm. when we come into the register and how somebody's acting, or you know, like uh, it can it can be so many frameworks that's small that we recognize and see. Um, and you might like, oh man, I don't think it's that bad. It's because you don't have to experience the same thing and you don't go through that same thing. So what Mm -hmm. you're talking about down there in Panama, man, it's just that it's the reality that racism is everywhere and colorism is everywhere where people have been like brainwashed to think Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. the the darkness of their skin makes them less of a people, but you know. Um, or the fairness of their skin makes them better people. And right. really, this is all programming and, and false information. So I just want to say, man, when somebody say that they're experiencing something like this or that nature, don't stop be- shooting it down. Please. Yeah. Disregarding it. Please. Yeah, it's real. Because I never know what it is if I was Asian, right? <clears throat> I never know what it is to come to America and knowing... um from North Korea. Somebody keep talking about I'm Chinese. Right. I know I'd be pissed. Right. Bro, I'd be mad. Like, bro, I'm not yeah. Chinese, bro. Or or I'm from the Philippines, but you keep saying that I'm, I'm from Japan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's wild, bro. Like, come on, bro. Like that. Calling we... Puerto Ricans Mexicans. Bro. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Right. So, I don't have to sit here and be like, well, Let's try to be North Korean before I can understand what you're going. Through. Nah, bro, you you telling me, and I, I totally get it, bro. Yeah. bro I, I hear it in your voice. I I can tell by the way you feel. Like, yo, that's something that's like it really bothers you. I don't have to go and be in your shoes for me to experience it. For me to believe that you're getting treated differently. All I gotta do is watch, and listen, and I can see it. I can hear it. And you know watch. what? I make the adjustments tomorrow. If people notice. I say Asian on not outside this podcast because I was making points, but I normally say Asian if I refer to anybody that I run into. I'll say Asian brothers because guess what? They are our brothers because um, if you roll your real history, that that uh, um, in, in all of these countries you can find um, dark skinned ancestors mm-hmm. if you do your real homework. But that's why I call them our brothers. So Asian, my Asian brothers, well, Pacific Islander brothers, like it's, it's, you have to respect and you have to, you have to know to stop disregarding this, because that's where like you being racist, racist on the low. Right, 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 bro. That's the thing, though, bro. Fellas, people think racism is blatant. I hate you. Mm-hmm. 
I'm I'm gonna curse you out. I'm gonna treat you di- um indifferent. Like I'm gonna treat you bad in front of people. They think some people think racism is that racism. Turning is- your head the other way, dog. Right. Yeah. It's that subtle, that subtle stuff. Mm-hmm. People gotta understand that man. Racism comes in different facts forms. Um, it, it be very subtle. Like yeah, don't don't get the game twisted, man. And racism is everywhere. So, you know. Ultimately, when it comes down to it, though, as I always like to talk about, you got to be aware of yourself uh, so you can also be aware of these things that people attempt to treat you as. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it at that. Word. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Let's, let's, we're going to cut this one, uh, folks, fellas. Shoot, that's fire. That's enough. I was going to say, yeah, we, we got it in. We got it in. So, definitely, definitely. Until we meet again. All right, y'all. Look, family, we'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace, peace. Peace, fellas.